You're listening to the Cubicles and Christ podcast. Cubicles and Christ podcast, where Christian professionals connect and grow authentically in spirit, business, and life. I'm Kelly Johnson, your host, an author and certified executive coach who loves to talk about all the ways we can live a life of purpose. Let's talk about it now. As Christ followers in the workplace, sometimes we find it hard to align our careers with the plans and the vision that God has given us. Today, I am super excited to talk to Miss T. Edra Jackson, who is a blogger, a mentor, and an Amazon best-selling author of Intentional Living, Choosing to Win Despite Life Challenges, an anthology. Tiedra is creator of King's Kid, which has a mission to educate individuals on how God creates, covers, carries, and crowns all of us in personal, professional, and mentor-mentee development. Tiedra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm very happy that you're here as well. And I know that you have a human resources background with a master's degree from Pepperdine University. So it's clear that you have a passion for people. um, And through the work that you're doing with King's Kid, you have a passion for God. So um, talk to us briefly in a moment about how you came to this work. But first, I like to do this fun exercise where it, we have a quick lightning round of questions just to get to know you a little better. Okay, you ready? Okay. All right. So I know that you are not in my generation. I won't call you out. But uh, what is your favorite 90s or old school jam? Um, we're going to go with Steel by Tamia. Okay. <laughs> See, that doesn't feel old school to me. Okay. All right. But that's good. That's your old school. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I, I pictured you to choose something that's a little bit more like dance, more of a dance vibe, more upbeat. I sometimes like to just chill and vibe. And <laughs> since in the process of wedding planning, I'm listening to a lot of love songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that one was the one that I was like, oh, maybe we should play this one sometime. So okay. yeah, that's how I came to see. Okay. Okay. And congratulations again on the upcoming wedding. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. The next question is, what's your all-time favorite movie and why? I'm actually torn between two, um, okay. Legally Blonde and Blindside. But the common thing in both of those movies is they had a woman lead that changed the lives of others. Those women, they didn't back down and they were not afraid to challenge the status quo Mm -hmm. and the thing that I love was they harness their power their energy and their resources to make an impact on those that they serve yeah yeah those are both really good in particular I love blindside as well um I connect to the football player's story and I think that's why I really just love that movie I love Sandra Bullock's character in that too but um I, I wanted to be her when I grew up. I kind of <laughs> wanted to be both of them. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I want to do this. Like, I want to be that person that learned at law school. Yeah. Just something just different and stand out, but you're still true to who you are. Yeah. 
Yeah. My son actually says that I am the character of Sandra Bullock in Blot and <laughs> But boss, yeah. That's a boss. She gets stuff done. She gets <laughs> it done. And when she says it, they know like it's going to get done and it's going to get done right and not to play with me while I'm getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Last question. And this one's a little more serious, but what do you think about when you're alone in your car? I literally call my car my mobile office. So mm-hmm. literally, it's a lot of car concerts, considering the fact that I love music. But if it's silent, it's really hearing from God and strategy or the next topic for the blog or just something. But it's a lot of music and it's a lot of also on the other side, silence and really hearing from God to see mm-hmm. What is it that he want me to do and how he want me to move? Yeah, that's awesome. I I can relate to that. I don't listen to a lot of music in the car. It's mm-hmm. usually either silent and I'm talking to him. I'm really thinking about, you know, what's my next step? What's my next move? Or mm-hmm. I'm talking to my friends. So that's, yeah, I do that one too. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you for indulging us in that um, quick round of questions just to get to know you a little bit. All right. Now, I want to dig in a little bit deeper into your background, Tiedra. And I know that you blog at kingskid.com. How did that work even come about? I know you've had a career in human resources and operational management. So what? tell us a little bit about that and what you hope to accomplish. So King's Kid literally started off as an idea to honor my grandfather and his legacy. So at one point in my life, I was raised with my grandmother and my grandfather. So with being with having that wisdom and being in the household with them, I wanted to find a way to honor them and the lessons that they taught me. Self-confidence, knowing your word, um, speaking up for yourself, just things like that. So I was literally in my friend's living room and I was like, I want to find a way to honor them. And I don't know what that looks like, but I wanted to grow. Well, King's Kid came about also because I was literally in my room after a really bad breakup. And I was like, I'm the King's Kid. It was a way of me checking my identity of saying that one, I'm God's child, but two, I'm also the grandchild of Emily Lee King. And Emily King did not take any crap. So I don't need to be doing it either. Like that's in my bloodline to understand that I'm God, I'm my grandfather, so I can overcome this. But in me overcoming this, I don't, I just can't sit around and not do nothing. Wow. So that's how it came about. Um, In me saying that to myself, I did not know that it'll become a blog. I started journaling. And after journaling for a while, I was like, I still feel the need and a desire to do more. I don't know how to put this information out. I wasn't really familiar with podcasts or anything like that or blogs. So I just was like, okay, we're just going to do a blog and let's see where this goes. And literally when I started studying the blogging industry, I became overwhelmed because it's so many different types of bloggers. It's, it's a very crowded market, but I did not see a market for people that were trying to live a crowned life in their personal life and their professional life. So that's my market where people who are Christians in corporate America and they're trying to do and live a life that honors God, even in their jobs and in their home. Wow. 
Well, and now you know about cubicles in Christ, because that's what we're all about. (laughs) Hey, so that was so rich, what you just shared. And I want to talk about that a little bit more. In particular, you just had gone through a painful breakup in a relationship. And you're having this moment of talking to yourself. And I love what you said about checking your identity. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about how and why, in your opinion, and I'm sure it's different for everyone, but how is it, how do we sometimes as believers get to that place where we lose our identity? We get to that place because we get so caught up in what we want and instead of what God actually wants for us. So to, to even take it a step further, we make decisions and then when it's not going right, we expect God to bless it. Mm-hmm. So that relationship specifically on paper, if you put my resume by this person's resume, looks amazing. But in person? It was chaotic. So if we were to take it a step further, we would have been the couple that looked amazing, had a nice house, had a nice car, but the fruit of our marriage would have been rotten. Wow. Like in my head, I'm like, this has to work. This is my husband. This gotta work. Like we're gonna get married. Like this is him. And the more I forced it, the more pain it caused. So at some point I had to realize if God wanted to be, it's not gonna be forced. Like if we have to force it and we're trying to make it work, that may be God telling us, you know what, is is this not it? But if it flows like milk and honey, and if it flows like a river, you may be on to something. So I had to stop forcing it. And I had to get out of my own head and what I thought it would look like. So I always say, even to my friends that are dating, I always tell them, be specific with what you want, but be open with how God delivers it to you. Yes. <laughs> we totally could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was just sharing with a girlfriend this week about disappointment, how disappointment can let the door open to the enemy to create mm-hmm. doubt, to create yeah. fear. Um, and so as I started thinking about that, I'm like, okay, well, what leads to disappointment? Disappointment comes in when we feel as if things are not going to work out in the way that we envisioned. We want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like even you think, oh yeah, surely God is going to do this and he's going to do yes. that. And, <laughs> and it don't look like any of that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And when we, when that happens, we get disappointed and that disappointment creates doubt, unbelief, fear, and depending on how far we allow that spiral to go out of control, it can lead to a really dark place in our lives. So I love what you're talking about right now. And that's what happened to me. Like I went to a really dark place and thankfully I had accountability that was able to observe me and catch me. Because Mm. my life could have been completely different. We're all one decision away from being that person on the other side of a jail cell or being someone without our jobs. Like, you have to really be intentional. And I think for me, I visualized myself on the other side of the jail cell. And I told my now fiance, I said, I can go and sit with a woman. And if she says she pleads insanity, I understand it. I completely understand it. Because I've been there. I know what that's like. So for me, I had to see myself on the other side and envision what that life was like and realize that one, I'm not about that life. And two, I'm not called to that life. And while I'm on the side of freedom, 
I need to allow there to be freedom and I need to free myself from these things that's taking me to such a dark side that's not healthy for me at all. Wow. Wow. Okay. So before we wrap up, take us a little bit further around, okay, you're sitting on your bed, you're in your room. You're like, this is not who I am. I'm a child of God. I am my grandfather and grandmother's granddaughter. You know, you want to do something and you started researching blogging, but how did you know that the Lord was leading you to do more beyond journaling in your private journal? I felt I felt stopped up. Like I felt like although I would write, there was still more. So what I did do was before I even took everything public, what I did was I have mentees and I actually have a lot of mentees. So I'm like, okay, let's do a mentor mentee moment of motivation. So I would send emails to them. Now I'm to the point where I'll send text messages to them. And if there's a blog topic, they have a special page on my blog where it's password protected, where they log in and they get certain, like they get information specifically for them, which is really cool for them. But I started with my mentees. And then after I finished, you know, with my mentees, I still felt the need to do more. I'm like, I don't know, like I'm journaling, I'm writing to my mentees, what more? So then we started researching blogs and what that looks like for me. And if you research blogs and you see big time bloggers, their pictures are always perfect. It was just very intimidating, but I had to just keep going because I had this information flowing in me that I didn't know how to release it. So finally, I started blogging on one one site and realized that wasn't a good site for my blog. And I just learned how to rebuild the website, save the content, share the content, and just start promoting it. So what started off in, let's say, 2015, 2016, when I just started journaling to myself, the blog didn't become live until February 2018. So Mm -hmm. just because it was laid on my heart, that doesn't mean that was the time for it to come to fruition. I think it's Pastor Darius Daniels of Change Church. He had a quote that says, the time of announcement is not the time of fulfillment. Yes. Yes. Love it. So I I just had to, I I just had to keep trusting and keep doing, which was very helpful for me because some of my stuff had grammatical errors in it, some words were spelled (laughs) wrong. So it was a great practice for me in a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Tiedra. This has been already just a wonderful conversation. We're going to continue it next week. And I want to pick up with what you were talking about with A Crowned Life. And I think because there's so much synergy between what you're doing and what Cubicles in Christ is doing. So thank you so much for sharing your journey to launch King's Kid. And um, more importantly, just that journey of uh, remembering who you are, remembering whose you are, because you sharing your story is reminding all of us about who we are. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the Cubicles and Christ podcast. I hope that you will like, subscribe, and share this episode. And please join us at cubiclesandchrist.com.